two-time NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Luscious Rocky Reynolds. Yo, this the Rock Wallace, Jay Davis. Listen to stories in pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. Just incredible. This is ECW Original, the Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. I'm Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports. Specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is the juicy one, Daniel Ramon. This is the fire starter, Jake Chris. To listen, go to WrestleVille.com or on Spotify. This is Steve Wilson, the man behind the Monster Congo Kong, and you are listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Barrett Brown, Ricky Morton, Wardell Walker, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 400 photos from the independent scene. Get your book today by going to Russellville.com. Russellville. It's It's where where wrestling lives. Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 in the zone. Hello, this is Noah Stryker from Madrid, Spain, and you're listening to Vinnie Berry's WrestleVille Podcast. You're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. I'm your host, Vinnie Berry, and my guest this episode is Noah Stryker, professional wrestler from the country of Spain. How you doing, sir? Hello, Vinnie. I'm, I'm just, it's an honor to be here with you. Thank you. Well, it's an honor to be here with you too, sir. I'll go ahead and tell the story of how I how I came across you, and I was doing some research on Shakara, a professional uh, wrestling promotion, is no longer running now. However, they ran for many years here in the United States, and I recently interviewed Mike Quackenbush. Does that name ring yeah, a bell? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I interviewed Mike Quackenbush, and I was doing some research on Shakara. And I was going through the alumni and your name popped up and I came across you. And uh, right before we started recording, I was telling you about how I came in contact with you and go ahead and tell me how many times you, you wrestled with Shakara and, and that, you know, the chance meeting of me and you getting in contact with each other. Yeah. It's crazy because I just been once with with Chigara. It was at the John Lions Cup in 2020, just before quarantine thing. It has been a long time. I'm like a different kind of person, new mentality, all that stuff. So it's crazy that uh, in this day that there is people that's watching uh, that kind of match and have uh, you know have the curiosity of who I am. So to me, it's like. A little bit surprising. And is that the only time that you've wrestled in the United States? Or how many times have you wrestled in in my country? I've just wrestled there in Chikara. Uh, so is the only thing. 
That's that's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Tell us a little bit about how long you've been wrestling. How did you get involved in professional wrestling? And and tell us your age so we can put a little context to it as well. Well, there's some sort of an introduction. My name is Noah Stryker. I am just 24 years old. I've been an active pro wrestler since April April 2017. Uh, I've been training for six years and I've been like once uh, here in US, I've been wrestling only on Spain. So I reached out to Chikara because Mike Quackenbush uh, had a show uh, here in Madrid with Aiken, and we, like celebrating his 25th anniversary. Uh, and I had a match too with another fellow wrestler who was in that moment in WWE. And it was really fun. I went into seminar with him and I've, like a two months after uh, my promotion back there was White Wolf Wrestling, he told me, hey, Michael Kambush wants you to go to the John Lyons Cup and we want you to go and train with them too. And it was mind-blowing because to, to in that moment, Chikara was special because uh, there's not a lot of Spanish guys who went to Chikara, just four of us. And I had the honor and privilege of to be la- the last one so mind-blowing uh it was so surprising to me tell us a little bit about what you know of that wrestling promotion and what that experience was like the experience was amazing like locker room guys were so lovely like just today i was with cheese burger here in barcelona and we had a little chat of chikara the, the students that went from chikara to his academy uh, they're the ones who i wrestled there and was so lovely so kind of people uh i miss those times i wish i could go back with them like training another week and uh, because i i feel like they developed like they've grown i'm following them uh so close and i feel the same way uh, that to me like they following me and maybe they think i developed and proved you know Lovely experience. I want to repeat it. It's neat that you're crossing paths with some of the guys that you crossed paths with then, right? You know, and so yeah. it's 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 almost coming back full circle. And it's kind of good to catch up, too, with guys that you wrestled with once upon a time, didn't know you were going to run into, and then you're like, hey, here you are. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it, too, right? It's got to be reassuring. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, chatting with everyone, but I know everyone's okay. Also, they know, I think they know that I'm okay. Just said, full circle. Life and wrestling is that beautiful. It's like, we say in Spanish, like, the world is like a piece of paper. Like, and wrestling, to me, is like a piece of that piece of paper. So, it's so small, and it's, but at the same time, it's so big in the world. And that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing experience, you know. You've been wrestling, you said, what, six and a half years? I just made it my sixth anniversary. What was it about professional wrestling that you wanted to pursue it? The only thing, the only goal, the only dream I had is just step into the ring. I didn't care if I was about to wrestle two years, one year. But I know myself and I know I am really ambitious. So I knew, like, if that's the dream... I'm going to follow it. Then they will get some goals. And after I stepped into a ring, I was like, I want a main event shows in Spain. 
I'm just doing it. I want to go to uh, to US. I just did it. I will. I want to do it more than once, but you know we have to like get bookings all that stuff. Um, like it all. It's it's all goals, and I think these years, like in this period of three years, like I'm taking all the goals achieved. You know, and it's interesting too. Um, I was talking to somebody recently uh, who's a professional wrestler as well. It was a, a female wrestler, and she's been doing it for a while. But she has been doing it for like sixteen years, <laughs> and she says, "You know, it seems like the last two or three years is where I really feel like I've gotten my traction. I really kind of feel like I've been making progress." Not that she hasn't been making progress. I mean, all everything she did in the first 14 years led up to what she's doing now. But, you know, but I've talked to a couple wrestlers that, you know, I didn't really hit my stride until the 10 year mark and stuff like that. What what do you think it is that 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 some guys and I'm sure it's in gals, I'm sure it's different from for everybody, but some wrestlers hit their hit their stride or get their traction at, at different times in their career. What do you, what do you think that is? Is it opportunity? Is it growth in this, in the, in them and there's in their ability? What, what do you think it is? Noah? Uh, I think it's like a combination of everything you said. Uh, you, you said it, you have the chat with that, that wrestler. She was wrestling for 16 years. There is a lot of people that maybe have wrestled for two years and they're getting that growth, that exposure like a uh, combination of luck, uh, investment, of good work, of being a nice people, uh, having nice people around you. Uh, everything just mixed and it's just like you're going to grow. Maybe faster, maybe slower, but everything comes if you have that goal in your mind and you want to do it, it's there. I know people that right now maybe they're wrestling for 10 years, 12, and now is where they are getting like that over. Uh, and I'm, I always want to say here in Spain, at least I'm not in the world because I'm just focused on, on the national scene because I've just wrestled here. I'm privileged enough to say, Hey, uh, now I'm six years doing this. And it seems like I've been pro for just one because that's when I'm getting the real exposure real guys like real pro wrestlers from another city another cities and other countries coming just to may maybe wrestle with me or be in the locker room with me I, I feel privileged and uh, in, in some sort uh, so I think like the more I learn with those guys I think the more I will grow like the more people are closer to me are fine or good vibes, the more I will grow as well. So maybe it, maybe it, it. I complicated myself talking in it because English is not my native language, but I think you will get it. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I've never been to Spain, so I do not know what the the wrestling scene is. And you know, I'm kind of in my own bubble, right? You know, I I've been uh, following. Uh, some wrestling over in United Kingdom in London and, and, and doing that. And, uh, and of course I I've got my, my pulse on the uh, United States. Yeah. However, you know, describe to me for someone who 
doesn't know what professional wrestling scene is, you know, the scene that you're working in, what what's it like over there in your country? It's like wrestling just born like 10 years, like modern wrestling just born like 10 years ago. So uh, before the COVID thing, it was starting to get more exposure. It was again to get fire. It was great level here in Spain. After COVID, we get stuck. And now it's like we're trying to like recover from all that. And right now it's in a period where everything in this national scene is really balanced in a good way, uh, but always hoping to get more experience and be with the top ones, I think. Uh, if I was promoter, I would be looking forward for it, at least. Right, right. Now, are there there are shows uh, on the weekends? Are there uh, several shows uh, throughout the week? Or you know, how often are, are promotions running uh, events out there? Oh, there's promotions that have like two brands, you know, like WWE with SmackDown and Raw. And there's promotions that just have their own brand. So there's some, they used to do like one day per month per brand on all the associations or uh, business of wrestling here in Spain. And so at the end of the month, you like end the month like 10 with 10 shows of Spanish wrestling. So it's huge. Five years ago, if they tell me that it was about to be 10 Spanish shows throughout the month, I would say, You're mad. You're crazy, man. And right now, uh, it's a it's real. We are getting like 10 shows per month at least. Wow. And it's crazy. Now, is that on television or is that live or both? Uh, we're not doing for television. It's more independent. You know, it's like um, we don't have that much money to make it to the TV or that, but we are running through on demands, YouTube channels. So everyone is just like trying to grow with uh, their own tools. And a, and a lot of... Uh... Smaller promotions here in the United States are doing that too. You know, have a have a YouTube channel or pay per view. Pay per view shows are are really becoming popular. You know, and here, you know, I mean, I haven't really mapped it out, but it's it's to the point where you can almost get wrestling every night. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's almost I hate to say it, but it's almost too much wrestling, right? Because what I I find myself watching. Uh, I go through, uh, I guess, different different phases where I'm watching. Like right now, recently I've started watching NXT, a lot of NXT. But I but I wasn't watching NXT mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, there was something I followed a few years ago. Stopped watching it. I started watching AEW. I was watching Monday Night Raw. You know, and now I'm not watching either of those. And you know, so my. My point is, is I'm watching wrestling, but sometimes I'm watching a lot of different stuff. So I, I, I'm trying to uh, follow a lot of the wrestlers that are out there, but it's hard to keep up with as much content is that's available to us now. And and I'm sure, uh, you know, because of the magic of the Internet, I mean, you can sit there and consume a whole lot mm-hmm. of wrestling, too. That's not coming out of your country, right? Like you said it, uh, there is too much wrestling maybe, but to me, that's positive. But I understand because I'm also, I'm a consumer. I I am like, 
uh, I'm watching wrestling as well. I'm a fan. So I know that there's the kind of, there's too much content, so it's hard to keep up. I'm in the same situation. But in a wrestling-wise, I think that's positive because for a consumer, you you can say, maybe I'm not going to watch the full show, but maybe I want to watch this match that they people are talking to me that this is banger. I want to watch it. And, and here in Spain, it's kind of the same. There is no dumb... It's not like that exposure. So in Spain, it's more difficult, but there's more wrestling than ever before here. The Spanish wrestling is not that hard to follow in terms of content because it's like maybe full match, this match. Uh, this show is going to be in our on-demand service for three euros. Three euros, you have full shows. Uh, and you have like the selection of the match, like if it was WWE Network, the Piper share on-demand thing. So that's how it's working here. So I think people is where is when it's enjoying the most to see our wrestling. And I feel like doing the same with every promotion as well. I think for the wrestling fan, it's a great time, right? Because, you know, it's all over the place, right? And you, you can get it. But I've talked to wrestlers that, that say, you know, it having so much of it isn't really good per se for them. Because they're still treating it like a business, right? You know, if they're, you know, and if there's somebody willing to do it for less money, or if there shows that, say, for example, I was talking to one wrestler, he, he goes to, in Texas, he'll wrestle in Texas, but he'll go to Houston once yeah. a month. And he'll go to Dallas once a month. He's not wrestling in Dallas every week, Right. He's not burning himself out because that way when he goes to Dallas, people are saying, oh, he's coming to Dallas. we got to go see him, right? But if he's wrestling there every week, two times a weekend, three times a weekend, what's what, what's the sense of urgency of to go see him? And, and that's kind of, you know, fans don't really think about that, but the wrestler is, you know, and it's like, wow, there's there's so much wrestling. Why, why would they come out to our show? when they can stay home and watch two hours tonight for free. And maybe the situation there is quite different, but there is similarities here in Spain. Like you're not having like 10 shows on Madrid, Barcelona every week. It, like I told you, it's one per uh, corporation, per association, whatever you want to name it. Uh, so, and there's not everyone is in the same show. For example, I'm from Madrid, but I'm just wrestling in Lucha Libre Barcelona and Tires Wrestling. And there's two times a month, maybe, the, in the best way scenario. Like, you're getting, like, uh, two shots a month of rest on seeing me wrestling live. Or you can wait until they upload the video on YouTube because it is too far for you uh, to come to Barcelona, Valencia. And you can watch it on YouTube. Like, it's up to everyone. Right, right. Absolutely. And go ahead and tell us, Noah, you know, some of the guys that you're working alongside, some of the, the wrestlers, guys or gals in your country who are making a name for themselves and who are making an impact on the on the sport of professional wrestling. Making an impact in, in the Spanish wrestling is quite difficult because uh, the way we get more exposure is by bringing top talent from Europe. Like sometimes we bring LJ Cleary, like 
this month and 21st October, I'm getting Samurai del Sol. It's quite hard to get on exposure if if we don't use them. I think that now the, the, Spanish, in, the Spanish scene is growing more and there is getting more eyes and guys like Iker Navarro is like an MMA fighter. Uh, he's, he does a lot of shoot wrestling, a lot of striking thing. He's like wrestling for just one year and he is absolutely excellent doing wrestling. For the level there is in Spain and we are constantly growing, he's excellent. Carlos Romo, maybe you know him. He's been wrestling all over U.S. Like he's doing tours. He's wrestling also in the U.K. Now he's going up. He's coming back to wrestling in Spain like more constantly. He's one. Is the top performer right now here. Um, we got like also Sara Leon. She is tremendous wrestler as well. And we got also Javier Vives, Rizzo. They are like the up and coming wrestlers. They've been like here for three, four years and they're constantly putting banger after banger. There is a lot of talent. We just need like that big chance of this is going nuts. This big chance to really get more doors, more eyes, and maybe show the world what we can do really. What kind of wrestling style are you seeing over there? Is it a lot of like lucha style? Is it is it technical style? Is it is it what you call maybe classic old school? What how would you describe it? If you ask me the same this question uh, at 2014 at least, I would say more old school because there was a different mentality. But I think right now there's more diversity. Uh, it's and it's not just for every promotion. Like uh, anyone wants to like if to example, if I want to do strike and my school does lucha, I, if I don't want to do lucha, I do striking. Uh, they they let you choose like there is options, um, but for example, Lucha Barcelona concentrates on Javeo doing Lucha style, you know. Uh, maybe White Wolf it gets more focus on indie wrestling, like more uh, striking thing, sometimes flying maneuvers. Depends on the wrestler. It's like more the vibes to see the least. What if uh, you decided you wanted to bring some deathmatch wrestling into White Wolf? What? How would they? How would they respond to that? I, I don't know if this was about to happen, but I rem- I will tell you this: like it was like 2018, and there were chattings with Ricky Shane Page to come to wrestling in Madrid in 2019, and it happened. But they separate two guys. One, what it was me, and said. If you would do a death match with Ricky Shane Page, would you do it? And I, would, I said, I'm doing this in Madrid like for free. Uh, I would do it if they paid me the same amount of money because I, it's my own body, it's my own life, no? But they, the other guy was like, give it to me. Like I'm doing it. Let's do it. So there's people who want to bring death matches here in Spain. There is talent. For guys here doing death matches, they've they they've done like hardcore matches. They were looking more like a death match. So if any death match a wrestler wants to come to Spain, maybe have a match with one of those guys, it's open to them. Just DM those those associations and see what happens. I'm talking to a couple of death match wrestlers. Not really my my choice of of wrestling. It's 
it's out there and it's it's definitely a different kind of art form right really to each his own right and and that i think that's the cool thing is there's so many different styles of wrestling out there however that one is 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 really gaining popularity here in the united states and i've talked to a couple of guys who i have on my podcast as well and you know some of those guys you know one guy i spoke with said hey none of the death match wrestlers that i know are going to do anything that they're not comfortable doing so you know they all i guess from that comment it, it sounds like there's some kind of a limit right that there's you know okay we'll we'll take it this far but we're not going to take it that far so yeah here maybe in spain there's like you said the glass ceiling of hardcore wrestling you know we do this more for free like we pay our own travels there's not a lot of people who get like free free trips to say the least and get like matches and get paid for it because in spain is you know we we try to get on the same page to make this grow so to make it grow we have to make it the best possible and waste the less money possible and um when they do hardcore matches it depends of the wrestler but the last hardcore match i've seen it was here in barcelona it was on resist wrestling and it uh and it looked so deathmatch and to me it was like to me it was like perfect deathmatch because it's not like taking all the risk like real pro deathmatch guys does uh, but also is entertaining. They're bringing big, bringing people in. The people having a good time. To me, it was the perfect death match. You know, there's maybe there's people that love like more bloody, more sadistic, uh, having leg tubes or you know like papers. You know, there is a lot of people for everything. Uh, that's why I say wrestling is magical. Wrestling is that that cool because you can consume every, any kind of matches, any kind of wrestling, any kind of genre, like if it was a movie. So it's perfect. Right. Right. If you were to have a, a dream match of anybody on the, on the scene today, who, who would you want to wrestle? Is there anybody out there that you got your eye on that you would like to get in the ring with? If I'm being honest, I want to wrestle uh, I would say Macarona because it's so my style. Uh, he's like more charismatic, maybe because he has the internet thing, woo woo woo. Or I, what he's doing in the Indies is outstanding. So I I wish one day I could go one on one with Macarona. It will be like for me fantastic. Uh, if I'm looking forward like wrestling wise, like doing more indie thing. Uh, I think I'm more looking forward to somebody like maybe an Eldrick Leary, Samurai the Soul, guys that I consume because I'm more like pure as well, like, or Chris Richway. It will be fun as well. Where can fans find you on social media and where can they watch any of your matches? They can they can watch me in social media like uh, Noah Striker BW on Twitter and Instagram. And if they want to watch matches from me on YouTube, I have matches on White Wolf Wrestling. In YouTube is La Triple W. 
you can watch it on Lucha Libre Barcelona and Tyrese Wrestling. Well, Noah, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I've enjoyed talking to you. It's it's good getting to know you, and it's good having you share, you know, some stories about the wrestling culture over there in your country. Yeah, I, I'm. It's an honor to be here and have a chat with you, man. Thank you, thank you. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast, where wrestling lives. ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault, Vault Volume, Volume 1. One. Bill Dundee, Supermix Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Russellville. it's where wrestling, wrestling is.